chat What is going on, fellow chatters? Today on the show, I get a chance to chat with dating expert Susie, the single dating diva, all about dating post-separation as well. Do you really even need to date right away? The coffee that is long for the ride today is home-brewed. And now, here's my chat with the single dating diva. Well, thanks for joining me today, Susie, for this special Valentine's Day episode. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's going to be a fun discussion, I think. Oh, I Valentine's think... is always a fun discussion. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's either, well, it's either I don't care about it or I'm all in. Yeah, there is exactly. No in between. Yeah, it's one extreme or the other. <laughs> exactly. To give my listeners a bit of a chance to find out who you are, can you give us a bit of a background on how you became single dating diva? Well, I was divorced, and uh, when I first got separated, I was flung back into the dating scene, and it wasn't the same dating scene I left. Um, there was more emphasis on online dating, and it was just kind of a, and it was dating in my 30s, and I a, a kind of a different ball game. So as I was telling people's stories, um, someone su- suggested I started writing them down because they were so funny. <laughs> so I did, and just for fun, and then it kind of took off, and um, it became a really popular blog, which is how we met. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, it morphed into something completely different. I've been um, doing a lot, uh, like since I graduated university, a lot of uh, communications uh, consulting, so helping people uh, market themselves better and businesses market themselves better. So I took that uh, also into my uh, dating stuff and uh, was helping other people market themselves the right way. And I took my own advice and met someone as well. <laughs> and now I'm married again and uh, have a baby and another one on the way. Wow. And uh, yeah, thank you. And so, yeah, it's been fun. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to help as many people as possible. So uh, hopefully uh, some of your listeners will find this beneficial now, today. Uh, and now, as I said, like we're both kind of, we're in the same boat post-separation. That's kind of why I'm bringing you on for this special Valentine's Day episode is to kind of give a little bit uh, of uh, uh, output for those uh, just post-separation or, or separated and kind of like, I have no idea what to do because... I mean, getting out and dating after splitting up after 10, 15 years is basically almost like trying to climb a mountain when you've never done it. Yeah, it's true. And it is. It's just, It could be daunting, especially for people. Um, I have some, some clients who I work with that they never did online dating uh, when they first, like, they were in their 20s when they met their, you know, significant other and... Now they're in their maybe 50s, 60s, and they're in the dating scene again. So they're like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> and well, it's so different. I, for for me, I was like at that sort of pre-sort of dating app. Uh, my ex, I met her on, I, if, if the listeners uh, who remember ICQ. Oh, my goodness. Where, where, where you didn't even have your own picture. It was just some avatar. <laughs> You'll have so to even... put in the noise. What, what was the? What was the? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was it, even then. It was like you didn't even know what that person looked like. 
So I think True. today people have a little bit more of an advantage. Oh, for sure. But, but and... I, I think uh, the first thing I think people uh, sort of want to figure out is where do they meet people? Um, they, they've been with a person for so long that they actually forgot about how to get out in public and meet people. It's true. And, and you know what? And I think that's also a symptom of, uh, of our current society. Everybody's online so much that they kind of forgot how to talk to people and how to socialize and how to, you know, how to just walk up to someone and say hello, or even, even just conversation skills. You'd be surprised how many people I work with, uh, that I need to help them with their convers just basic conversation skills. Like, what do I talk about? How do I, how do I start a conversation? What do I do about those awkward, quiet moments? And the things that we took for granted in our youth, because we didn't really have internet or it was just starting or, uh, so it's, it was a different, it's, it's a different world for sure. And, um, the society's one now that is online first, in person second, and that that's how dating is. And I I'm also trying to encourage people to get offline and try to meet people the old fashioned way again. Um, and actually, it's becoming a trend. And and so just helping people kind of get the courage to do that is also another big thing. The one thing I I think really needs to be sort of uh, uh, changed as far, like, as you said, like, you know, we're more of an online f meet first and then meet in, in public second or meet in person second. I think people need to sort of look at dating apps as, as I kind of like look at it as meeting apps and not necessarily you, you're, you're on this, this app to date someone, but you're actually just there to meet them. And then when you meet them in person, then it's to see whether you want to date them or not. Yeah, well, it's true. And I always tell people the first, especially when you're meeting online, the first date isn't really a date. It's more, let's test the waters and uh, let's kind of figure out if you are who I felt you kind of were or do you look the way you you say you look. <laughs> um, the first date I tell my, my, my readers and my clients, all you have to worry about really is, um, okay, do I feel okay with this person do, do I, or do I get a weird vibe from them or uh, am I attracted to them or not? Uh, and attraction could be different things for different people, but do you feel that kind of attraction towards them? And then the only other thing you have to worry about is, do I want to see them again? Like, did I feel so comfortable that, Hey, you know what? I would enjoy spending time with this person again. That's it. That's all you have to worry about. People put too much emphasis on first dates and uh, they discount people too early. And sometimes you, you need to have that second date and on in order to even determine if you want a relationship, uh, if, you, if this is the kind of person you want to be with. But too many people jump, especially after divorce and after being separated, sometimes, especially if you had a really bad, and I was guilty of this too after my separation. I had a really rough time. Last couple of years of my marriage were not really, I felt like they weren't really a marriage anyway. So I felt like oh, my divorce started two years ago and um, I felt I was ready to jump into anything. And I was just kind of 
flinging myself into these like murky waters and getting caught with the wrong people all the time. But it was because I didn't have the right perspective and I wasn't, I wasn't ready yet. And I, and that's one thing that's important also to share with your listeners who are recently separated, make sure that you're ready before you jump into things. It's okay. Date, have fun, enjoy yourself. Oftentimes you're kind of in this position where, you know, you may not have had sex for several months or years, or you may not have had like any intimate touch or any not felt special or anything. And and that's okay. Like go have fun, enjoy yourself, but don't enter into anything serious right away because you have to be ready. And until you're emotionally, mentally, physically ready for that relationship, um, don't, don't go looking for it. And, and after a divorce, it's, it's important that you realize kind of where you're at, uh, emotionally before you get hurt again. And it's, so easy to get hurt again because well, you're very vulnerable at that time. I think it's sort of important just to to realize to just to remember that you don't need just that first person that takes interest in you doesn't mean that there aren't going to be others that will take interest in you, and you don't need to to jump all in on that sort of first person to to be you know to have some interest in you. Yeah, that's a great point because you know you're like, oh my god, I am attractive or. <laughs> People do like me and, and look at, you know what? My first date after my, my separation, I had been on, I don't know, plenty of fish or something. I don't remember. And the person totally stood me up and it was the most disappointing thing. And he had sent me messages. Okay, well, I'm on my way. I'll see you there. And he never messaged me back. I'm like, I waited, waited and totally stood me up. And so that was my first kind of <laughs> step in the dating waters. I was so disappointed. Um, but yeah, like you don't know, you don't know what you're going to get and just like be ready for anything and, but have fun, have fun with it. Like low expectations and um, you know, the first person you meet that's actually taking interest in you isn't necessarily the right person for you. This is kind of like your second chance to meet, uh, the fir- your first marriage wasn't, you know, the right one for you. So this is your chance to kind of meet that right person that's going to make your life complete. So speaking of that that first date, what are some tips you can offer just to to let sort of people sort of relax and enjoy themselves and not be worried about every single little bit about the date? Yeah, well, don't take yourself or the date too seriously like be prepared um look good feel good you know also be prepared with conversation topics don't worry about what to say just prepare like you always when you go when you meet online you always see what people are interested in before you go so um prepare some topics related to that and uh also just relax take it easy take a deep breath and just don't put so much importance. The reason why people are really nervous on a first date uh, is that they put so much importance on it and they're worried about, is this my happily ever after? Is this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? You know, they put all this, like they project all these expectations on this date that they end up like analyzing the person, not even enjoying their time. Um, And it should be more, relaxed atmosphere should be, again, 
am I attracted to this person? Would I like to see them again? That's it. That's, that's my biggest advice. And if you are, if you can say yes to both these things, go on a second date. If on the second date, you still kind of, uh, I don't know, then that's fine. But you gave it another chance. But I can tell you with a lot of my, my clients after the second date, doing this second date, um, they actually realized the person was uh, better than what they expected. They just, first dates are just nervous and people don't always put their best foot forward on their first date, but people are a little more relaxed on their, on their second. Also, what kind of date you go on makes a difference. Coffee dates are great, but it's better to just grab a coffee and go for a walk. Uh, you know, just something active will make you not as nervous. You kind of shake off those nerves and, and there's also lots of things to talk about while you're walking too. Right. Um, so I, I tell people, you know, if you can make your date more active, that's better. It doesn't have to be, you know, don't, you don't have to go play a sport or something, but do something like going for a walk or a hike or, or something like that. Uh, it's actually better for you um, because your nerves kind of go with the, with the walking, the adrenaline flows and <laughs> you feel a lot better and than it, you would have otherwise. And if it's a dinner date, no ribs or wings. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's right. And don't, don't uh, order the most expensive thing on the menu either. <laughs> No. If someone else is paying, <laughs> don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. With your your experience in, in helping people, what are some mistakes that people make uh, dating after divorce? Jumping in too fast um, and trusting too fast uh, because you're you're very vulnerable. If you'll admit it or not, you're very vulnerable after your separation or divorce. And um, you need to make sure you're in the right headspace before you start meeting people seriously. Um, also, uh, a lot of people will fall into some trust because there's a lot of um, men and women out there who uh, want to date the person who's recently divorced because, first of all, they know that the person is vulnerable and they can just say the right things and do the right things and the person will fall for them. And it doesn't mean that they have a long-term, long-term intentions with this person, but um, they, they know what to say or do. So they prey on the vulnerable and th some of the most vulnerable people are who people who um, are separated or divorced. So be careful of, you know, someone who says everything right and does everything right. Um, it's not, it's never going to be a perfect situation. So be careful of that. Be careful of your own expectations. Like you have to manage your expectations. Uh, from the other end of the spectrum, there are those people who, after their divorce, don't trust anyone. And they uh, kind of punish whoever they date for whatever their spouse did. Um, but you have to also, that's, that's something that you need to deal with uh, as it's not that person's fault that your spouse cheated or, you know, if you have trust issues or you have this baggage or you have emotional issues related to your separation, get help. Like I've had a lot of people come to me who want to work with me 
but um, I send them for professional help first because I feel that they need they have some things they need to work on before they can get um, into back into the dating world. Because if you haven't dealt with that baggage or dealt with those trust issues or that hurt or that pain or, you know, anything that, that the divorce brought into your life, then you need to deal with that because you are going to project it on whoever you're going to date. Um, and it's not, it's not their fault. And, um, there's a meme out there that I hate and it's like, uh, I want the person who's going to help me carry my baggage. It's like, no, it's nobody's problem. Your problems are nobody else's problem. And it's nobody else's responsibility to help you carry your baggage. Uh, you need to deal with your baggage, unpack it, take care of it, then date. Uh, and that's, that's a big, big, issue with people who are recently divorced. They just want to jump right in, you know, and have fun. And, and it's important to realize where you're at mentally, emotionally, physically, before you actually jump into any other relationship. I I think that's like, from my experience, that's kind of it It, it is discover who you are. You know, you don't have to like go all in dating just because you're now single and free. I mean, you can go, exactly. go do some hobbies that you haven't done in a while. And sooner or later, you'll also meet somebody and be like, hey, wait a sec. I wasn't even expecting it. Exactly. And, you know, um, and it is about discovering yourself. And that was something when I married my ex-husband, I thought this is what I wanted. Like, this is the type of person I wanted. And um, this is who I wanted to spend my life with. But I was dead wrong. <laughs> And I ignored so many red flags because I, I only saw the things in that person that I wanted to see and ignored all the things that I didn't want to see. And it's, it was important for me when one thing in my healing process, and I did go to therapy as well, not right away, but then I realized that, Hey, wait a minute, I've got some baggage I need to deal with. And I did speak to someone and one thing I did do right after my, my divorce is I said, you know what? I thought I knew what I wanted, but it's not what I really needed. And so I, I promised myself I would date pretty much, unless they were a creeper, uh, anyone who asked me, and I would give them a chance. And I did, and I learned so much. I went on so many first dates that didn't end up anywhere but I learned so much about other people and about myself and I was able to narrow down exactly what was right for me. Like, it's funny because my current husband, if I had met him five years earlier, I would not even have dated him. I wouldn't at all. And it, it's because I was such an, I was in a different headspace back then. And now like after I, I dealt with all my issues, I was able to be open to the right person for me and mature enough mentally and emotionally to accept um, the right relationship. Uh, And when I was looking for the wrong ones before. And so that's really important after, after divorce, like do that personal work. Like it's, it's important. A lot of people think that they don't need to, but, but you do, everybody does. Even if some people need more work than others, Work is work and you still need to, this is your chance to 
do it right this time, right? Oh, for sure. And I, I think that's important it is just, you know, relax and just let the process happen and don't try and force 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 it to happen. Exactly. Enjoy the process mm-hmm. and don't worry about the outcome because things end up where they're supposed to either way. Like a lot of people stress about, okay, well, I need to know within the first couple dates if this person is serious or else like I'm going to move on. I'm like, you know what? How many people that are serious in the first couple dates don't end up in, in a serious relationship? You know, just take it one date at a time. Not everybody knows where they're at in the first couple dates. Like you have to give it, if you're three months in and, Still, they don't know where they're at. Okay, (laughs) it's a different story. But I mean, give it one date at a time. And really, things will naturally progress where they're supposed to when they're supposed to. You know, if you enjoy this person's company and you're attracted to them and and things are flowing smoothly, why rock the boat? Just go with the flow and see where things go. I mean, and, and it's funny because I've had a couple of clients who do that like they they messaged me like one especially um messaged me like previous client and she met like the perfect guy she wanted but he needed he was just taking his time um enjoying everything he was committed to her and everything was great um he just wasn't ready to say that he was in it for the rest of his life he just those words he he just wasn't ready to say it but he was completely committed to her and, you know, they were together for a while and she was just stressing about that. I'm like, don't stress. Is he not committed to you? And, you know, and he is looking towards the future, but he just isn't going to propose to you at this time. And they were together six months. I'm like, give it time. Give it time. And now they've been together for a very long time. And now he's comfortable saying those things. Not everybody's ready or comfortable saying things at the same time so realize that as well as long as there aren't any huge red flags like go with the flow and in the end you'll see it ends up where it's supposed to go so dating is fun we both agree yeah but just because you're not dating doesn't mean that valentine's day is going to be all sort of all ugly and 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 lonely in that what are some fun ways to spend valentine's day when you don't have a date well valentine's day is about love and love doesn't always have to be a romantic love and and that's where we get caught up in the whole um valentine's day stigma that okay i need to be with someone or else uh, it's not love and it's not valentine's or so do something that that is love you know you could volunteer you could spend time with your family or friends uh your children if you have children um i always tell people find you know there are a lot of really lonely people out there um even in your own family maybe elderly people spend time with them show love uh and do something that that is love uh you don't have to go out to dinner you know and and a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, I'll go on dinner by, my, by myself. And then they see all these lovey-dovey couples around them and they get depressed. Like, no, you don't have to do that. But do something that makes you happy, you know? Get something, you know, maybe watch a movie at home, not like some romantic comedy or whatever, but 
something that you love, maybe pick up takeout from your favorite place and do something special for yourself or plan a spa day for yourself or do something that makes you happy. And, uh, you know, love of self is still love. So show love. And maybe you have a bunch of single friends. You know, why don't you plan something to do something together? You know, if you want to go out to dinner, go out like as a group or go do an activity together. So you have to just find these solutions for yourself to be happily single. And it's not only on Valentine's Day, it's any day. If you're not happy on your own, you're not going to be happy and fulfilled with somebody else. You need to find that space within yourself where you're content. And that's when you'll meet the right person. Because if you're desperately looking for somebody else or someone to fill a void, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you meet the right person. And it's not going to help you be the right person. So find ways to fill your life and be happy uh, with your own surroundings and where you're at, satisfied where you're at. And that's when you'll um, be a happier person and meet the right person. And that's something um, I can speak from personal experience as well. Like that's something that attracted my current husband to me. He's like, you are the only one of the only women um, that I was meeting that had this like comfortable, happy, positive energy about her that um, other women were just like their ticking clock was just overwhelming and they were just so desperate or they were just so messed up that he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't stay with somebody like that. He's like, but you made it comfortable. It was just comfortable for me because you were comfortable in your own skin. And that was so important um, for him. And it's important for a lot of people. Just think of yourself. We we all like to be around people who are easygoing and not full of drama and not full of, you know, (laughs) not full of a lot of like this negative energy or this desperate energy or, or confused energy. And I'll admit I was one of those people too. Um, especially after my separation, I, I was one of those people that was a little bit more messed up <laughs> than I should have been and uh, more than I realized even. And then until I got to this like grateful, positive place, I didn't, uh, I didn't attract the right people. So when you have that, that energy, that grateful, positive energy, you start attracting the right people to you. And that's important as well. So coming up the end of our chat, uh, I like to have uh, uh, our guest do a segment called Fast Five. So five questions. First thing that pops into your head, just let me know what it is. Okay? All right. All right. Let's do it. How many first dates did you have with no second date? At least 100. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even exaggerating. But yes. What is a romantic night for you? Um, it's just being with uh, with my husband and and just being together and just touch, touching, like cuddling or watching something or eating something or drinking something we like. That's that's where my happy place is. Romantic happy place. Poutine or pizza? Oh. Pizza, and I'm a Hawaiian fan. <laughs> Judge me all you want. I'm all about the Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you. 
Uh, favorite beer or alcoholic drink? Champagne. I'm so into champagne. I love champagne. Favorite place to pick up a shot of ja- shot of Java? Uh, well, usually I'm like either second cup or star- Starbucks. That's my my main place. Um, yeah, I would have to say. But I don't know. A few American listeners, they probably don't know second cup. So <laughs> I, can say, I can say Starbucks. Well, well, thank you very much, Susie, for coming on the special Valentine's Day episode and sharing your expertise uh, in the thank dating you. world for, for those like us who are post-separation. Thank you very much. Well, if any of your listeners have any questions, I'm happy to answer them um, at singledatingdiva.com, singledatingdiva.com. There's like hundreds of articles on there. And you can go on and take a look and have a read and ask any questions you like. And trust me, the the articles definitely sort of give you a different perspective on uh, what you're looking at. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. Well, have a great day. All right. Thanks so much, Jason. Bye. Bye. I would like to thank Single Dating Diva for chatting with me. And thanks to you for tuning in. And you can contact me on Twitter at Jason Perrier. That's at Jason, P-E-R-R-I-E-R. And use the hashtag chance to chat with if there's someone who you want me to chat with. Until we chat again, I'm out.